Good afternoon and welcome to the Entertainment Plaza Games, where once a week, every week, we try to dish out some good content on what's hip and happening in the gaming community. As always, I am your gaming host, Brian Plaza, accompanied by my brother, Moses. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm glad to be back. You know, we kind of been lacking on some content, but we got a lot of good stuff coming up this week. We got some good... uh, you know your your dose of weekly gaming news here. We got a lot of good stories tomorrow. Um, use probably around noon. We're gonna have our Thor Love and Thunder review. You will not do not miss that because that's gonna be a great review. And um, you know I know some of us are really high on the movie and some of us are eh, so so. So stay tuned for that. I think even on Sunday I might be doing a, a comic book review. Our first comic book review. So definitely be tuned for that. But nice. we're gonna have content, content, content. So. I'm super happy about that, and I'm happy to be on here today with you, as always. But, yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready. Heck, yeah. So, before we get started, we do have a couple uh, stories that we would like to go over with you guys today. But, before anything, if you can't make this podcast today, we will be on YouTube sometime later in the afternoon, if not in the morning, tomorrow, before we do our next stream. We are also on any and every podcast service imaginable. Google Podcast, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Give us them five stars. Give us a thumbs up. Give us whatever the heck you want. Let us know that you like us as much as we like you. No, we love you. without further ado, exactly, he's right. (laughs) You see this big heart? That's for you. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let Moses start this off with his stories today. And here you go, bro. All right, man. The first story is the biggest story for me, right? So we finally have a God of War Ragnarok release date. And it's confirmed for November. And I got a sneeze, so it's probably going to come here soon. Uh, yeah. <coughs> oh, man. I think I knocked my... Uh... Woo! Alright, um, anyways So yeah, um, God of War Ragnarok Coming out November 9th That is exactly three days before my birthday But Sony finally dropped the God of, God of War Ragnarok Release day along with a new trailer um, I'm actually going to play the trailer here From, it's on YouTube it, It's it's actually uh, Man, dude, I'm telling you I cannot freaking wait But uh, Where is the logo, let me take that logo off but if you're watching the stream, you, you can see that trailer. I'm going to read this article from Chris Pereira from uh, GameSpot.com, and it goes, We finally know when God of War Ragnarok is coming out. Sony today confirmed Ragnarok's release date on PS4 and PS5 as November 9th, 2022, making good on the repeated reassurances that it would be available this year. The long-awaited release date was announced as part of a short new CG trailer, which you can watch below on our stream. It shows Kratos and Atreus squaring off against various foes and talking about not being alone before squaring off against what appears to be Fenrir. Alongside the news, Sony also revealed the God of War Ragnarok pre-orders will go live on July 15th. You know I will be there for them. Starting at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for those in the United States. And um, let me turn this off here. And showcase some of the special editions that will be available that will be available. Pre-ordering any edition will get you a set of snow-themed items from Kratos and Atreus to wear. As for different editions of the game, there will be four versions of Ragnarok available for purchase. Standard, Digital Deluxe, Collectors, and the Jotnar editions. The latter three all include access to both the PS4 and PS5 versions of the game. If you buy the standard PS4 edition, 
you'll have the option of a $10 upgrade to get the PS5 version. Prices for these editions has, has not yet been announced, but the Jotnar edition in particular looks like a high-priced option. That's the one that I am going to be trying to get, as it includes a vinyl record, pin set, cloth map, a 16-inch replica. How's that go again? Mjolnir. 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 I should know that. We watched Thor yesterday. And exactly. More. What the heck? <laughs> Ragnarok was previously confirmed to be releasing in 2022 for PS4 and PS5 after it was delayed last year. Um, a ratings board listing in South Korea recently suggested that the Sony Santa Monica developed action game is indeed approaching the finish line. But there's still a lot we don't know about Ragnarok, though it is a direct sequel to 2018's God of War and continues the story of Kratos and Atreus, or boy, as they deal with the fury of the Norse gods. It'll wrap up this Norse chapter of the franchise as Sony Santa Monica wanted to avoid having this portion of the story from getting too unwieldy. For more, check out everything. Uh, you know, they got a link there for God of War. But anyways, are you excited as I am or are you excited as I am? I'm excited as you are, you know, to say little. Uh, I'm definitely, I might not get the top tier version of it, um, when it does release, but I definitely do want that near near replica, yeah. uh, replica, replica. Um, don't know where I'm gonna put it. Don't care. I might put it on my ceiling, <laughs> and have it, it hang down. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, definitely want to get it now. I haven't played any God of War games in so long. I might actually have to go back and just start replaying. Um, kind of get a feel for what they're like and what to expect even though it is a newer game but i am definitely excited for the release dude i was thinking the same thing like i think i might actually go back and play you know 2018's god of war because i mean first of all that game was amazing i always wanted to platinum it platinum it so maybe i will start a new game and you know just try and do that but yeah i cannot freaking wait for this game god of war is literally one of my favorite uh games of all time like God of War 2018 is definitely, I would say that's probably in my top three games of all time. That, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and, you know, I'm not sure what that third one is, but those two are like 1A and 1B for me. So, you know, God of War Ragnarok, as it is right now, could definitely be a game of the year contender. You know, they actually beat the, sure. um, there's a time limit as to when your game comes out and when you can be considered for a game of the year. And they just made it by, I think it was like, seven days or something like that or 10 days i think november 19th is the last day you can release the game and still be considered for that game of the year right now as it is it looks like lord uh, not lord of the rings elden ring might be the game of the year but i have a feeling god of war is going to have something to say about that when it comes out because if if it's this storyline is anything like it was you know back in 2018 oh my goodness so you better believe november 9th I'm calling off work. Actually, I'm putting in a vacation day. I'm going to be streaming that joint all day long. So I, I can't yeah. freaking wait. I can't freaking wait. I have all the God of War games from PSP, uh, PS2, PS3, PS4, and now PS5 is coming out. Oh, my goodness. There, nothing else matters except for my pregnant wife. But that's it. But, <laughs> but You heard it from him, folks. That's right. Damn Skippy. I'm going to be an uncle. <laughs> So the, um, yeah, Uncle Bri Bri. Yeah, Uncle Bri Bri. But so, yeah, like they said, um, you know, there's four editions. Um, that Jotnar edition, my goodness, that thing looks dope. I mean, it comes with everything. You know, I have the um, actual God of War. Let me see if I find it here. 
right here. I have the 2018 version of the collector's edition. This is just the figure here. Um, Heck yeah. But this thing's so dope. So I can't wait to get that Jotnar edition. I'm going to be looking every day on Twitter to see when they're going to be released on Amazon or Walmart or whoever I have to get it from. So um, I'm definitely grabbing that. But anyways, moving on to the next story in the Plaza Report. I know many of you have heard, but yes, the rumors, but yes, it is true. Sony has released new hardware for PC players that's also compatible with the PS5. So, man, my, y'all dude, these allergies, I don't know what's going on. I've been good all day. But anyways, so the story goes like this. This is from the Washington Post written by Shannon Lau. It goes, Sony targets PC gamers with new hardware brand in zone. The brand will leverage Sony's high-quality display and audio technologies, says Sony Home Entertainment President Kazuo Ki. Sony Electronics is launching a gaming gear brand called InZone, aimed at PC gamers. The company announces brand new Tuesday... Wait, what? I either can't read or this is written wrong. The company announced its new brand... There you go. Tuesday with two 27-inch monitors and three variations of gaming headphones. InZone has been in the works since 2019, before the pandemic, as Sony executives observed growth in the video game and esports industries. Sony was quoted by say, as saying, We are entering the gaming gear industry with monitors and headsets at an exciting time, since gaming and esports have gotten even more popular over the last few years. Kazuo Ki, Sony president of home entertainment and sound products, told the Washington Post, We are leveraging Sony's high-quality display and audio technologies to deliver products that will allow gamers to immerse themselves into their gaming world. The name of the brand, he said, is meant to refer to the immersive feeling gamers experience when they are in the zone. <laughs> Admitted latecomers to the PC gaming market, Sony plans to win players over through competitively priced products. Sony plans to sell an $899 4K resolution monitor with a 144Hz refresh rate available this summer and a $529 1080p monitor with 240Hz refresh rate coming later this year. The Japanese conglomerate hopes that PC gamers, particularly first-person shooter players, will give InZone a chance and not associate Sony primarily with consoles. The name of the brand is meant to refer to the immersive feeling gamers experience when they are in the zone, according to Key. We are not saying we are not focusing on the PS5 users, but, but because we are latecomers to monitors and headphones for the gaming segment, we believe we have a chance to catch up, he said. He added that he hopes Sony can catch up by appealing to top competitive gamers and influencers who might use in-zone products and promote them to their audiences. Uh, while Sony hopes to woo PC gamers, it hasn't left PlayStation 5 users behind. Aesthetically, the monitors and headsets are designed to blend in with the PS5, should use, users happen to have one, which not a lot of people do because they're still hard to get. The two, monitors with work, the two monitors work with the PS5, which will optimize screen colors once connected. The monitors have a switcher feature, allowing users to connect a single keyboard, mouse, and headset to a PC and PS5 at the same time and switch between the two. Sony's approach to gaming headphones is to try to see which of their options resonate with customers. The company will offer a wireless headset for $299 with no noise cancellation and synthetic leather along with a pared down $229 wireless headset. No leather or, no or noise canceling and a 99 pair of wired headphones. He said that all three pairs would be equipped with a spatial sound field feature. Gamers will be able to hear how far opponents are from them and where they are located based on sound cues. So, the, the article goes on uh, explaining, you know, different things about the headset and the 
and the monitor. But how do you feel about this? Um, are you planning on getting any of this stuff? Well, I'm not sure yet, to be completely honest. Um, it does seem like it is, again, another step ahead um, for Sony, another way to kind of test the water, see how they do with a new product. Um, you know, I have been kind of looking towards getting a, a rig set up, so it might benefit me um, later on in the future. Um, don't know yet. I may never know. It all kind of depends on... Uh, how it goes, what the reviews are for it. Um, right. I'm not really like all too excited. Like I said, it is something new. It's not something that I've heard a lot about. Um, so I guess it's really just kind of throwing caution to the wind and hopefully it's a, a good game um, or I should say good console yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing, you know? Right. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I mean, it sounds like Guylin said in the chat, he said, I mean, it sounds good. Yes, they sound great. Now, $300 for headphones, nah, I'm good. Um, $229 for headphones, still not so much. Um, I paid a lot for my, like, Xbox Elite 2 controller. I mean, that was $180, but that controller makes gaming so much better. Um, $100 for a pair of headphones that are wired, that seems a little bit counterintuitive to these right here because these headphones yeah. are the Sony PS5 headphones that came out and they're wireless. Now, yeah, they have the little dongle that you put in your PS5, but they were 100 bucks, and these headphones are freaking amazing. You know, they have the 3D audio, they have the spatial sound, they have all that stuff. So I think the, the products sound amazing. I would love to have them. I am not paying $800 for a 27-inch monitor. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. I am not yep. paying, and yeah, albeit 4K, 144 hertz. And I, I don't think I'd pay $529 for a 1080p, you know, 240 hertz. Now, granted, I get it. These are premium products. I get that people with PCs are probably like, damn, this is actually really good because, I mean, monitors aren't cheap. You know, I've seen a lot of monitors that, my goodness, they are pricey. I've, I actually looked at one the other day. Um, it was a curve monitor, but it was an Acer. It was like 500 bucks, but this thing was dope. I mean, this was a big-ass curve monitor, which I think I will be interested in. But, I mean, they they look dope. Um, if I could afford it and, you know, I mean, not that I can't afford it, but if I was willing to pay $800 for that screen, I, I would definitely get it because it looks great with the PS5. Um, right. If I had a PC, now I have my gaming laptop, but that's a little bit different. I do like the feature where you can um, hook up your mouse, keyboard, and whatever else it may be, your headphones, only once to the screen, but it'll be compatible with both your PC and PS5, and all you have to do is flick a switch, you know? That's dope. I right. like that a lot. So, um, personally, you know, I don't know how, you know, if, if they came down with the, you know, on the price on these products, I think I would definitely, you know, Hold on a second. I'm trying to bring up the little picture here for our audience. I think I'd definitely be interested, but, um, you know, it's tough. It's tough to say at that price, man. That's that's just too rich for me at this moment. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. But, um, and then also, you got to remember, you know, Xbox came out with their headset, which is actually pretty amazing, too. I use that on my Xbox. It's completely wireless. You don't need a dongle. You don't need anything. And that thing worked right. pretty amazing. And then their controllers are great. So, you know, I get that Sony's trying to 
catch up, so to speak, in the PC market. Um, I'm not sure if this is the way to do it. Their way to catch up in the PC market is to be competitive with Game Pass on PC. You know, bring more games right. to PC. That's how you catch up. And I, you know, the 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 PC market is so saturated. I mean, you got Razer, you got um, Elgato now. They have products for everything. They got cameras. They got the Stream Deck. They got um, I mean, everything. Headphones. They got mics. I mean, so the, the, the market is so saturated that I feel like Sony coming in, yeah, they'll get some sales, but I don't think they're, they're going to make a big mark in as far as, um, you know, these products go. But anyways, I yeah. digress. Enough about that. On to story number four, I believe, in the uh, Plaza Report. And we're going from Sony to Nintendo, PlayStation 5 to Switch. And I don't know if you've seen it, but that new Switch, the Splatoon 3 Special Edition, looks pretty yep. dope, man. I mean, that thing, yeah. that thing is fire, bro. So um, I have an article here from Kotaku by Ethan Gatch. It goes, it's not a Switch Pro, but it'll do. Just in time for the Ink Shooter September launch, Nintendo's releasing a Splatoon 3-themed Switch OLED on August 26th. It'll go for 360, and if you haven't already upgraded to the newer model, now might be the time. At least you can manage to get your, at least you can manage to get your hands on one. Um, the special edition Splatoon 3 Switch features squid-themed art from the game on the back and two flashy Joy-Con controllers, one purple, blue, and one yellow green, both with their own game art and white underbellies. It also comes with a graffiti art doc that includes more lightly traced art and single splash of yellow paint in the bottom corner. Uh, they could they could have gone all out with the squid stuff, but the low-key black and white scheme of the main unit and the dock really make the Joy-Cons pop. If you could, if you, if, I'm sorry, if only you could buy them separately, which is true. Meanwhile, Splatoon themes Switch Pro Controller for $75 and Carrying Case $25 both launch alongside the game on September 9th. I still prefer the existing Splatoon 2 Pro Controller, but the rest of the package is a big stylistic upgrade over the previous Splatoon bundle. In the face of a ceaseless swirl of Switch Pro rumors, Nintendo revealed the OLED model last summer. While it was a big letdown for the internet at the time, I bought one, and this is just going on how he bought this because, you know, the Pro um, Switch hasn't come out. But, like right. I said, you have seen it. How do you like it? Are you oh, getting sure. one? I know I know you want to get, you know, your Switch OLED at some point. We were talking about that the other day. Is this the yep. one? Yeah, it's it's definitely the one. I saw it. I saw the art for it, and I absolutely love it. I think I've only gotten um, maybe two or three um, special edition gaming right. consoles right. or handhelds. One of them being the Pokemon um, Sun and Moon uh, 3DS XL. The art on that was absolutely beautiful and look at this guy messing up unplug his headphones <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah uh, grab something. but um uh the uh new switch OLED it looks beautiful the color scheme on it is great the art is great um it's definitely something that I'm gonna want to get um I think the only thing that I just didn't much like was the pro controller I feel like yeah, it was a little too basic it has the color scheme, but that's it. I would have much preferred like an etching or like a silver something along the back that kind of, you know, 
marketed Splatoon. Yeah. It would have looked it would have looked really good. The colors, they're all right because they're on the, you know, entire OLED and stuff like that. But I just feel like the controller itself is just very basic and they could have done something quite a bit better with it. But that's just me. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. The um the console and dock itself, I mean, they look amazing. You know, like the the Joy Cons, that purplish, bluish, and then that greenish, yellowish. Like if they had yeah. those by themselves, I would definitely buy them. What I was trying to grab up here were my Zelda Link to the Past Joy Cons. Um oh you might have them there. There you go. <laughs> um I never opened mine, mine are still in the box, but yeah, those there, like you know, stuff like that sells, bro. You get for $80, $90. I think those were 90 bucks for the set. Yeah. I bought them. Granted, I never opened it. But, <laughs> you know, I, I have, you know, I have that set. I have the two yellow. I have the two gray. I have, I, I do want to go switch OLED. Um, this, you know, I've been trying to hold back. Like we were talking the other day. The only reason I'm not getting this right now is because I want a stream deck. And yep. well, I'm not stream deck, a, a steam deck. I have a stream deck. Steam. I want a steam deck. And, you know, those things are five, $600. But I think I would get a lot more use from a steam deck than a Switch OLED. Yeah. Now, definitely. if I didn't have an original Switch already, I would definitely get this. So I wouldn't even hesitate. And who knows? I might just be like the hell with it and just on a whim buy it. Because this thing's dope. I love, like the article said, I do love the subtleness of the dock where it's like this cool white color with the etching on it and then a splash of yellow and then the back yep. is black you know with the etching and then the controllers are just yo they pop man I, I love the way this console looks heck but yeah I, I still do really like the way the white OLED set looks you know what I mean so yeah. that's like yep. damn man which one do I get but I feel like this is the one if I do decide to get it it's gonna have to be that man but um, and then yeah. again like you the pro controller um, unfortunately I don't have a picture of Excuse me, a picture of it up, but the um, Pro Controller, I, I actually might be able to bring something up. Let me see here. Um, it is very simple looking, and I, I don't like the way that came. Like like you said, it's just, uh, let me see here, Splatoon 3 Pro Controller. Let's see. Nope, that's Splatoon 2, I believe. It's actually very similar to uh, the Splatoon 2. It's just the colors of the of the col of the of the console, but on the grips. Right. That's it. Nothing else is special about it. So, um, yeah, I can't. I don't really have it here, but yeah, I mean, this is what I was kind of <laughs> expecting. Sorry to cut you off. Nope, that's cool. But something that it would have looked like with the etchings right. yep. and all that stuff along the back that would mark it, you know, Correct. Splatoon. This is, to me, this looks really good. It looks like right. perfect marketing for the game. And I feel like they could have gone some way with that. Yeah, I agree 100%. I still, I still, I want to find that um, controller, but I can't seem to find it on here. Let's see. Nah, I'm not, I'm not having much luck, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I'm really glad, though, that, um, you know, Nintendo still does a lot of these special editions. I feel like they're really running away with, you know, special editions. Um, Xbox hasn't done it. PlayStation, good thing they have the uh, plates that they can, uh, you know, sell you the different colors and stuff like that. But um, besides that, Nintendo always has 
these super cool special editions. They had the Animal Crossing one. They had the Mario, which I actually, if I can find that cheap, I'm getting it. All the Nintendo Switch lights have, like, different themes on them. So, yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I might get it. I might not. But, yeah, I'm still definitely uh, saving up for that Steam Deck, man. I think that thing's a powerhouse, and I can literally play every Nintendo game ever made on that, except for probably Switch games. So don't tell me how, yeah. because it's illegal. But anyways, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, moving on to story number four. This is uh, this story's from Games GameSpot, not GameStop. It's read, written by Oisin Kunky, and it, it reads like this: GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption remasters scrapped by Rockstar insider claims. Now, rumors have been around for ages about GTA 6 coming out. When is it coming out? Is Rockstar even working on it? And this kind of helps those rumors. And the reason I say that is because any plans might have been scrapped due to GTA the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition's poor reception. A new report claims that supposed remasters of Grand Theft Auto 4 and the first Red Dead Redemption have been scrapped. Rockstar insider Tez2 recently claimed on Twitter that any potential GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption remasters are unlikely to go ahead. And this is potentially due to the poor reception of last year's GTA GTA the Trilogy Definitive Edition. As per a reliable source with clear accuracy on Rockstar plans, remasters of GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption 1 were on the table a few years ago, but Rockstar chose not to proceed with the projects in mind, wrote Tez2 on Twitter. The poor reception of the trilogy might be a reason behind that decision. In a tweet replied to another user on Twitter, sorry, my nose is itching, Tez2 also clarified that the remasters weren't in full production, more just something that was planned with Rockstar looking at the trilogy to greenlight more remasters. A subsequent report from Kotaku corroborates that neither of these remasters are moving ahead for now and that all remakes have been shelved as the studio focuses on Grand Theft Auto 6. Hallelujah. Holla back. When the trilogy launched back in November, it was in a particularly good state. GameSpot's own Grand Theft Auto trilogy definitive edition review of the collection Gave them a 4 out of 10, noting the absolutely hideous character models, game-breaking bugs, and a number of missing features. Things were so bad that the original version of the game were reinstated on PC and modders swooped in to fix bugs before Rockstar managed to do it itself. Earlier this year, ta publisher Take-Two did note that the trilogy significantly exceeded the company's expectation with estimations of around 10 million units sold. Are you excited? <coughs> eh? You're not excited about GTA Six? I mean, this is it's, this is big news. So, it's it's hard to kind of say because it's been so long. We've had so many GTA Fives, like three whole generations of GTA Five. You you get used to it, and then you hear that we're gonna make GTA Six, and you're like, heck yeah! When you first heard it, everybody was hyped. I was hyped, and then all of a sudden, it just kind of fizzled away. Nobody knows what happened. Right. Now it's back. And it's GTA 6. And I'm like, alright, cool. Hopefully the game comes out, but who knows if they're going to get delayed again. Or if it's just going to, you know, kind of sit there on the back burners like it has for a little bit. And then we're going to get news 3, 4, 5 months down the line again. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you hope that it comes out. I want yeah. it to come out. It'd be a fresh new GTA game that we get to play. But it's like, you know, is it really, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I, I'm definitely excited for the campaign or the story mode. 
because I mean GTA Five story mode was amazing. Um, yeah. GTA Online, I was I was into it for a very long time, but I wasn't I haven't been into it for the last like six years. You know what I mean? So, right. But they're constantly updating that. Like, there's a new update coming out soon where yep. you can play as the police, as the law. You know what I mean? Like, it's nuts. And I'm like, damn, I really need to get back into this game because this joint is hot. I actually downloaded it. I believe the last date to download it was sometime in the middle of June. And I was like, you know what? I need to download this now because it's still free on PS5. And that way, if I ever want to get into it online, I could do that. But I am definitely yep. excited for it. I still don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. I think this is going to be, man, if, if anything, this is probably two years out, you know, minimum. Yeah. Um, and then the next question is, you know, where is it going to take place? Who's the main antagonist? And is 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 GTA Online just going to go away and they're going to have something new like GTA Online 2? Or are they just going to keep updating online and give us the new um, campaign? But as for me, I am I'm super excited, you know, because you're hearing all these rumors which are pretty legitimate. And um, it's just giving me hope that this thing might come out sooner than later. But good thing, you know, we got Modern Warfare 2, which seems like it's going to be pretty dope coming out to yes. hold us down. We got God of War, Ragnarok, that joint's going to hold us Heck down yeah. for a while. I mean, there's a lot of good games, and I think 2023 is, is really looking like it's going to be a hell of a year for games because so many games have been pushed out of 2022. 2023 is going to be heavy for games. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be busy until then, but when GTA 6 comes out, you know every game on Earth is going to be on pause until people finish that game but exactly yeah man enough about that let's get on to story number five this again is from gamespot.com written by eddie mccooch and it reads like this nba 2k 2k 23 release date revealed and first cover star is michael jordan the goat i don't care what anyone says um lebron james is not the goat lebron james is the joke in my opinion but, hey, that's just me, you know? Who am I but a mere uh, struggling podcaster trying to make it in the industry? You feel me? But <laughs> um, So it goes like this. Michael Jordan will grace the cover of the Michael Jordan edition and the championship edition of 2K23. Uh, let's see. Iconic basketball player and legendary athlete. <laughs> Guyless said, the joke, though, that's harsh. <laughs> Hey, that's how I feel about LeBron James. Kyle is a, a Lakers fan, so you know he's gonna he ain't gonna like what I have to say about LeBron. But anyway, yeah, iconic basketball player and legendary athlete Michael Jordan would be featured on the cover of NBA 2K23's Michael Jordan Edition and Championship Edition. 2K Sports has announced the game's release date, September 9th, was also confirmed in the announcements today. Jordan is a 14-time NBA All-Star, five-time MVP, and six-time champion. He was inducted into into the NBA Hall of Fame in 2009. In 2009, this is the fourth time Jordan is on the cover of NBA 2K of an NBA 2K game following NBA 2K11, 2K12, and 2K16 Special Edition. 2K Sports also revealed that NBA 2K23 will feature a completely rebuilt version of NBA 2K11's Jordan challenges that had players trying to virtually recreate Jordan's real-life feats. One of these was a challenge to score at least 38 points and grab seven-plus rebounds, like Jordan himself did in June. 1997 during his memorable flu game when a six Jordan still put up big numbers and drained the winning basket in the NBA Finals. In NBA 2K23, there will be 15 Jordan challenges. All 10 from NBA 2K11 are being completely rebuilt for 
for NBA 2K23, along with five new ones. The Jordan, Cha the Jordan Challenge also elevates any array of spellbinding performances across Jordan's college, NBA, and Team USA basketball careers that players can experience ac across all 15 challenges and includes unique video vignette vignettes that come with uh, special commentary from an array of NBA luminaries. Jordan's teammates, opponents, and other special personalities who saw him do it live and can bring to life his legacy to a younger generation of NBA fans, 2K said. Um, additionally, 2K confirmed that the championship edition would include a 12-month subscription to NBA League Pass, which normally starts at $15 a month. Pricing for the NBA championship edition has not been announced yet, but pre-orders open July 7th, so we'll learn more soon. Now, I know that you're not necessarily the biggest sports fan as far as video games go. Right. Um, does this do anything for you? As in get me off? No, not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the game, like you, you were right. You kind of hit it right on the head. I, uh, I'm not really, you know, a sports game fan. Um, I'd much rather do sports in real life. Right. Why, you know, play it when I can go outside and, you know, do it myself. I can't go outside and, you know, play with yeah. six peoples and, you know, kind of massacre an entire town because that's frowned upon. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, that's yeah, that uh, makes sense. so. Yeah, you know, um, it's uh, it, it, like I said, I think you know, I agree with you that Jordan is the goat and LeBron is a joke. I Thank just you. feel like he's a big baby. Yep, you know, I agree when it comes to playing. Um, but as for the game, um, I know some people who get it. I know some people who enjoy it. I hope it's a good game for all who enjoy it. It's just it's not my forte. Yeah. Yeah, um, so here's the thing, right? I used to be super huge into um, sports games, whether it was 2K, whether it was um, uh, NBA uh, Live, which was actually really big for me. Um, Madden was huge for me. I mean, that was probably the game I played the most as far as sports games go. As I got older, for some reason, I can no longer play sports games because they give me so much rage. Where whether it be, you know, in basketball, you're passing the ball and it goes through the guy's body or you shoot the ball and it goes through the backboard or, you know, stuff like that where it's like you expect the realism, but it soon becomes so unrealistic that these glitches just enrage me, especially if they make you yeah. lose. Like Madden, I haven't played it for maybe two or three years. The last one came out. I was like, you know what? It's the first true Madden for the PS5. I'm going to get it. I joined the league that my cousins have been in for years. And, I mean, I used to dominate these leagues. I started playing. I was like, all right, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm playing the computer, trying to, you know, get good again and, you know, relive the old days. I started in this franchise league, dude. I, I, I lose all my games. Like, and, again, this is the only game that makes me rage. I can, I can have a one-kill, hundred-death ratio, kill-death ratio, and I wouldn't care, you know? I can literally come in last in every car race in Forza. I wouldn't care. But in Madden, when these stupid little glitches happen, it just may, I, I just want to break my controllers. Same thing with 2K. Now, I have every 2K basketball game that has Jordan on the cover, but I've waited to get them because, you know, like any sports game, after every, they come out every year. So the next year, they're already like $3 at GameSpot, game you know, or GameStop. Yep. So I'll have this game, 
but I'll wait till next year or three years and get the Jordan Championship Edition super cheap. And I only get them because I'm a huge Jordan fan. As you know, I have so many right. signatures of him, so many cards. Um, so, you know, it's um, something that I really definitely want to get, but I probably won't play it. I just, I just can't see myself doing that. I would much rather play Halo with my boys. I'd much rather play, you know, uh, Modern Warfare or God of War, stuff like that, narrative-driven yeah. games. But, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. But, anyways, that's enough of my stories. What do you got for us? All right. So I do have three stories, and two of them seem quite outlandish, to be uh, oh, yeah. completely honest. But in the gaming community, what sounds outlandish is – Usually kind true. of the truth. Yeah. So we're going to start off here from Kotaku. This is a, another one written by Ethan Gotch. And it is a report on 540 million crypto gaming hack. It was made possible by an elaborate phishing scheme. It says here an Axie Infinity engineer was reportedly just looking for a new job when they accidentally downloaded spyware. What a dunce. Anyways, so it looks like NFT Pokemon clone Axie Infinity went from being famous for players profiting off its play-to-earn gaming scam to infamous for getting hacked out of $540 million in cryptocurrency. Now, according to a new report by The Block, we know what made the security breach possible. A sophisticated phishing attempt socially engineered on LinkedIn that sounds like a deleted episode of <laughs> Mr. Robot. For those unfamiliar with the Axie grift, developer Sky Mavis developed an Ethereum-linked sidechain called the Ronin Network and grafted on a game about battling and breeding cute monsters called Axie Infinity. Borrowing mechanics from the likes of Pokemon, Neopets, and Hearthstone. Players were invited to earn Ethereum-based cryptocurrencies in-game by grinding, and for a while it was turning a huge profit as fresh players poured their time and money into the platform. Then, earlier this year, the enterprise hits all sorts of snags, from stagnating growth to currency inflation and, not least of all, one of the biggest crypto hacks of all time. Developer Sky Mavis revealed back in April that the security breach was made possible by an employee who was compromised by an advanced spear phishing attack. The attacker managed to leverage that access to penetrate Sky Mavis's IT infrastructure and gain access to the validator nodes, the company wrote at that time. The block now reports based on two sources with direct knowledge of the incident, that the employee in question was a senior engineer of Axie uh, Infinity. Of yeah, and the means of infiltrating their computer was a job offer that was too good to be true. Imagine. According to the block, fraudsters representing a fake company approached the engineer through LinkedIn, encouraged them to apply for a job, held multiple rounds of interviews, and eventually made a job offer that included an extremely generous compensation package, but the offer was contained in a PDF file. <laughs> Fishy. Right. Get it? Anyways, after the target downloaded it, 
Spyware was reportedly able to infiltrate the Ronin network systems and grant hackers across to four of, four of the five nodes out of nine of them in total. They needed to cash out. Access to the fifth was obtained through something called the Axie DAO, a separate organization which Sky Mavis had enlisted to help with the influx of transactions during the height of Axie Infinity's popularity. Sky Mavis had failed to remove DAO's access from its systems after its help was no longer needed. What do you think of that? I think they just they they failed on their end of getting rid of probably some of the biggest cryptocurrency banks, and now they just right. they got robbed of so much money. Well, for one, I'm not a fan of cryptocurrency, so you know I think it's. Honestly, I don't know what to think about it. I and I may not be a fan of it because I'm not very well educated, you know, right. about crypto cryptocurrency. But for me, as far as I know, cash is king. So, you know, you want to hold all your cash in a in digital form, that's on you. You know? Yeah. And if six hundred million dollars got stolen digitally, that's that's crazy. Uh, secondly, I don't know if this has did you mention anything about NFTs? Yeah, they so, it's a it's an NFT type game. Yeah, so F NFT NFTs and NFT games. Like I think that is such a scam. Um, I know Ubisoft yep. was trying to put NFTs in some of their games that didn't go well. Um, I know there's there's so many NFT, uh, so many companies trying to go to NFTs, and the gaming community is like, no, if you do that, we want no part of that. The only people that want a part of NFTs are people that are trying to make money off of it. They're not necessarily trying to you know do any good with this at profit which is cool again i may not like it because i don't know how to profit off nfts maybe if i knew how to profit off nfts this may be a whole another conversation but i just find it amazing that something like this can just happen so easily you know what i mean like it's like yes our accounts can get hacked and all this and that but man Six hundred million dollars. I just don't see that happening in like a regular bank. It just happened to be right. cryptocurrency right. and an NFT game, and a shitty NFT game at that. So it's like you know. Hopefully, I, I guess my hope is that this shows the gaming industry that shit like this can happen in your game. And if people start losing money, imagine if this was a Ubisoft type thing, or you know, I think. Um, uh, who's the maker of Konami, I know they're starting to come into yeah. NFTs. And then people like us start losing money. Imagine the lawsuits that are going to happen. So I'm hoping this shows the gaming industry and these publishers that NFT is not the answer, not for video games at least. And, you know, hopefully other people learn, you know, a lesson from their mistake. But, yeah, yeah it's crazy. I, I agree. I don't think NFT should be in the gaming community at all. Like you, I think they're useless. Right. Um, you know, people come and like, hey, you want to buy my NFTs? No, get out of here. Get away. Like, I, I don't want any part in any of that. And this is one of the reasons why. Exactly. It's, it's something it, like that. It's it, it, so it, easy to be stolen from you. I mean, I actually heard of, um, right. I forget what actor it was. He was um, Dr. Evil's son in Austin Powers. I forget his name, but he had like three NFTs. So he had three images that were apparently worth like $150,000 a piece, which is, again, stupid as shit in my mind. 
and somehow he had one stolen. How? You know what I mean? Like, how is an NFT stolen? And why would you have so much money, you know, invested in this one stupid image? Right. You know, right. and it's like, you deserve to get that stolen. Now he's like begging the person who did it to give it back because it was stolen digitally and all this. Whatever. Right. He deserved yeah. that. But yeah, that, that's, that stuff's crazy, man. For sure. I think that'll be it for that story. I'm going to move on then to my next. This is also going to be a kind of outlandish one, um, but it is definitely real. And I do heed our viewers to kind of listen in on this one just a little bit, because if you do have kids, this is something yeah. you might <laughs> actually want to pay attention to. Yeah. Now, this is a story coming from Game Rant. This is written by Pam K. Ferdinand. And the headliner is, Schools are issuing parental warnings over Poppy Playtime's Huggy Wuggy fears. Now, for any of those who aren't familiar with Huggy Wuggy, he is the main mascot for the new game called Poppy Playtime. It is a FNAF-type based horror game um, with a bunch of different mechanics, and at first it does look like it is geared towards children. Unfortunately, it is not. This is not something you want your kids to play or be around until they're in at least their teenage years. Um, Hold on. First of all, uh, I'm I'm actually looking at this on YouTube right now. Yeah. This is kind of scary. Like, this is a joke. It looks like, um, yeah, I don't know what this looks like, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to watch this, let alone my it kids. Looks, he looks like Gumby. Just Right, exactly, scary. yeah. Exactly. Just scary. That is actually so very article, true. It goes on to say, schools in the UK issue warnings to parents about Huggy Wuggy, the scary blue toy from Mob <laughs> Games horror title Poppy Playtime. And Wendy. It looks like Huggy Wuggy and Wendy in the one I'm looking at. Wendy, I believe, is the little, yeah, uh, little porcelain dog. dog. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She's actually nice. I think uh, she's <laughs> from, from the two, she seems like she needs help. Um... <laughs> And she wants to get out of there, but the entire game itself is actually kind of terrifying. Um, Now, in late 2021, the first chapter of a quirky survival horror game called Poppy Playtime launched and was a surprising hit that began to make the rounds on gaming YouTube and Twitch channels. Riding the coattails of the lasting fervor created by 2014's Five Nights at Freddy's and its sinister animatronics, Poppy Playtime also featured malicious toys whose goals were not to make friends with the player character. Similar to Five Nights at Freddy's, Mob Games endeavored to turn a boring real-life job into an entertaining horror fest by putting players into the role of a former toy factory employee who returns to the now-abandoned edifice after the staff mysteriously disappears. One of the first things the player encounters upon entering the building is Huggy Wuggy, an absolutely unsettling toy with razor-sharp teeth and a gigantic smile that can creep out even the most stalwart horror game aficionado. Yeah, I'm creeped out. Yeah, you know, like the terrifying Momo sculpture. Hopefully you guys know what Momo is. After I read this, I'll let you know. If you don't, she's also something you do not want to get into. (laughs) Um after she became the centerpiece of an alleged internet challenge a few years back, 
Huggy Wuggy has become the new mascot for schoolyard hijinks that can have lasting negative effects on a young child's mental health. Children have been mimicking the blue horror at school, frightening and potentially even traumatizing their peers. Things have gotten so bad that some schools in the UK have even issued warnings to parents about letting their kids view videos featuring the unnerving blue creature. Wow. Part of the problem stems from the fact that the name Huggy Wuggy seems innocuous enough and therefore slips through various parental controls. The reality, however, according to mental health officials, is that Poppy Playtime's Huggy Wuggy can cause real terror for some children. The Suicide Awareness and Mental Health Initiative released a statement that parents are urged not to let their children watch the terrifying TikTok and YouTube videos of the killer Teddy. Now, the things that had been going around when I had first heard what was going on with uh, Poppy's Playtime, I saw the game first. I didn't hear about anything else that was going on. All of a sudden, my Facebook feed started going crazy with um, Poppy Playtime and Huggy Wuggy. And I'm like, oh, crap. All these people are, you know, playing this game. And as I read on, it got worse, unfortunately. There were videos and people mascotting as Huggy Wuggy telling children um, certain things to do, as in... Mm -hmm kill your parents oh, wow. or your friend. they were saying these things repeatedly into these kids minds and there were times where there's been reports that a kid would have done something way out of the norm right. or tried to get a hold of a household weapon because huggy wuggy told them to this also happened with um i believe her name was momo she happened a while back as well. She was a very terrifying type. Um, I guess you could say like a homunculus or a, a centaur, something along those lines where she was kind of mixed together, undead, um, kind of like the um, the griffin. How yeah, it I, has... remember, I remember something about that. I'm reading a couple other articles right. about, you know, don't let your kids watch this or that. And yeah. Right. She was, Momo was definitely terrifying to look at. She was just ugly. Um, anyways, she also was along the same lines as Huggy Wuggy. She would, or whoever would be playing as her um, or portraying her, would be telling people what to do, would be getting in kids' minds, would right. be scaring them. And there, you know, were times where, just like now, kids would go up to their parents and be like Momo told me to do this Momo told me to do that and it got very bad and very out of hand for a while there were times where people were getting on uh, sites like Omegle or stuff like that where they would wear Momo's face it would be a digital version of her face and they would be speaking through it and people believed it and kids believed it and it it just it was a very big issue a lot of people were terrified it was something that happened for a short period of time but that short period of time really affected those kids yeah. and others around them um this is something that you know i do urge parents um to definitely take a look at definitely consider make sure you know your children aren't 
you know, right. playing this or watching this until they are of age, until they know that what is being said to them is wrong. I would just so, say if if they're if this cartoon or YouTube channel, or whatever, is saying stuff stuff like that in general, you shouldn't let them watch it at all. You know, uh, right. and and also if if this is actually happening, you know, Google and YouTube probably should do something about taking a channel like this down. You know what I mean? Because I believe right. that's what happened to that whole Momo thing or whatever. Yes, multiple accounts got taken right. down. Right. I mean, one is creepy. Two. There's nothing. Kids ain't gonna learn nothing from this. Now, granted, yeah, kids watch cartoons from all over the place, and they're not gonna learn much from from that stuff. But you know, right. like you said, as parents, you know, it is gonna be our responsibilities to be like, all right, what are you watching on your iPad or your tablet or your phone or whatever it may be, or even on TVs now because TVs, you know, smart TVs have YouTube, and either have the parental controls on what channels they can or cannot watch, or just take it away entirely because stuff like that man nah that's that's not cool you know especially telling oh yeah. you know go grab a knife and cut your mom's toe off or whatever you know what I mean like yeah that shit ain't cool yeah it's definitely um, something that should be taken very serious yeah definitely um, I mean this thing is creepy as hell like I would not even if it was a cool cartoon I'd be like nah you're not watching this nope sorry yeah yep and um you know on, on the more serious note, I know this story was a little bit more serious, but it was something that, you know, should be said that I would have liked to um, cover. Now, all that seriousness aside, for those who um, are of age and those who do like horror games, I would recommend this. Okay. Um, it is, like I said, it is a good game. I've watched gameplay of it. It does have the um, horror factor. It does have that very ominous factor with the music and all that other stuff right it's just please make sure that there are no children present please make sure that yeah. you know you are very careful where you're playing it you know in a big environment and stuff like that um, i got that one out the way i'm going to go on to now my last story here this does involve fortnite everybody's beloved free-to-play <laughs> battle royale game this is coming from GameRent.com, written by Rory Young. It does state, Fortnite could be getting a Dragon Ball Z collab. Data miner evidence of a new crossover potentially coming to Fortnite in the next few months, this time with Dragon Ball Z. Personally, I believe this is going to happen. Why? Because I went and watched Thor Love and Thunder <laughs> yesterday. I got home, got on Instagram, and there is a Thor Love and Thunder pack out on Fortnite. Yep. The day it got put out, it was already on Fortnite. And they Ooh. just showed a <laughs> Dragon Ball Z trailer for the um, Western... The new superhero and, movie. Yeah, the new Western... You know, the Western port of the Japanese yep. uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yep. So, the story then goes on to read, Fortnite is open to crossing over with virtually any property. This is true. It yeah. has been yeah, Naruto. You know, a whole bunch of things, Stranger Things, has made it to Fortnite. It's great. Now, whether it comes from a TV show, film, book, comic, or cartoon, anime is a specific area of interest that Fortnite seems excited to be exploring. With a recent wave of new Naruto skins being added, Naruto isn't the only major anime, anime franchise that is partnering with Fortnite. 
data miners have discovered evidence that Dragon Ball Z could be the next anime showing up in a Fortnite collab. The collaboration is hinted at, but not entirely confirmed, due to the discovery of a curious new prop found within Fortnite's files. The prop will be immediately recognizable to Dragon Ball Z fans. It's a capsule, a small pill-like container with a button on the top. In the Dragon Ball Z universe, these capsules can contain virtually anything. The capsule also features the Capsule Corp logo with one large C and a second smaller C within it. This asset is referred to as a Stamina Capsule and is categorized as a collaboration item within Fortnite. In other words, a Dragon Ball Z related asset was leaked from Fortnite. It's not being used yet, but it wouldn't be within Fortnite's files if there wasn't a planned use for it in the future. While there are no other Dragon Ball Z assets to be found, it wouldn't be surprising if more and more were found in the next several weeks. While a Dragon Ball Z crossover event and the potential release of several skins is certainly exciting, the leaked item is also interesting in its own way. A stamina capsule implies that it may be a new type of consumable. The, names it the name implies it could provide a boost to stamina over time, allowing players an extra burst of speed while running or while running to or from for an extended amount of time. Many collaborations in Fortnite lead to unique gameplay additions, if only temporarily. Dragon Ball Z could be one such collaboration. Now my thoughts on this is, I'm hyped. Why? I like Dragon Ball. That's kind of it. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I've watched the movies. Um, I've read the comics. I've seen the show. Dragon Ball has been around since I was a kid. Um, you know, before that while, in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Now, while it does seem like a lot of the things Goku does comes right out of his bum, because <laughs> trust me, I swear that's Toriyama's golden child. Um. <laughs> The anime never gets boring. Um, and now I'm excited to see it come to Fortnite. The one thing that I'm not excited for is what they're going to do with the animation style. I was also excited for Naruto to come out. Unfortunately, the Naruto skins don't look as well as I wanted them to. They kind of give that janky anime look to them. They look like the characters you want. Right. But they have the really big eyes. They look really kawaii, I guess you could say, like cute. Yeah. And that's kind of not what most of those characters are. They can make scary characters. Orochimaru looked like Orochimaru. Naruto looked like a little girl in one of the things. <laughs> Gara looked like a little girl in one of his skins. It was weird. It just it didn't seem like they were made well. So I didn't get them. Um but if they do do something with Dragon Ball, <laughs> you said I would love to. Yeah, yeah, do do. Anyways, if they do do, geez, I'm saying again. <laughs> um, anything that happens with it, I hope it comes out nice. I hope the animation looks good. I hope that you know whatever they feature with it um, is good. I hope that you know, you get a transformation aspect yeah. like you did with Beast Boy and stuff like that. Right. You get regular Beast Boy, and then in-game you could transform into Gorilla Beast Boy. It's pretty cool. Um, you could also choose it separate if you wanted to. Um, 
it's something I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, it'll add some new gimmicks to the game um, and make it, you know, as exciting as Fortnite kind of is. Every new season that drops in Fortnite, something new is added, and it keeps it fresh yeah. for that season. It's you're, You never get bored unless you're playing it every single day for hours straight for three weeks yeah. in a row. Then it, gets, then it gets boring. You know, what do you think? Um, so I did play a little bit of Fortnite a few years ago when it first came out, and I liked it. But it just wasn't for me. Um, all the, I, I know, I believe it was last season, they introduced no build mode. And I'm like, all right, yeah. now I might have to jump back into this because now it's like more so, you know, I, 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 I'm not good with the whole building thing. And, you know, my finger's right. going at a million miles an hour building these freaking, you know, Eiffel Towers and being protected. So, But I'm yet to get back in. Um, I have it downloaded on my Switch, so... You know, maybe I will get back into it, and see, into it and see how I like it. Um, I actually think I want to try and stream it because it is one of the top stream games ever. So this might be be able yep. to put our name on the map as far as streaming goes. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I do really like seeing all the new characters they come out with. I mean, they've had Indiana Jones, The Rock, Spider-Man, um, freaking uh, Thanos or Thanos, as you like to call him. Um you know, they they've had everybody. They got Thor now, you know, and so it's it's um it's very cool to see all these people in it. Um, one, I'm not gonna pay for all that, that's for sure. And you know, so right. let me ask you, in order to be good at the game, you don't have to pay to to win, right? It's just more of the cosmetic stuff and dances and Every, all that. Anything, yeah, anything that you pay for in Fortnite will be for your battle pass. Or skins and dances when they come out in the item shop. But you don't need the battle um, pass, right? You don't. You don't need the battle pass at all. You get um, when the new season starts. You have the option of going the regular route for the battle pass, or getting the paid version of the battle pass. Okay. So you have your silver, which is regular, and your gold, which is like your top tier. Yeah. That gives you better skins, the better uh, gun camos. Stuff like that. You don't have to get it. The okay. game doesn't force you to get it. None gotcha. of that. You still get you know, skins and stuff like that. Just not all of the ones that the game would have to offer yeah. for that season. Um, it doesn't affect anything in game. You know, when you play, right, there right. was a skin that did seem for quite a bit that it was pay to win. Okay. Um, it was part of the superhero set and you were able to make your character basically wear an all-white or an all-black suit. Okay. The problem with that was, in the ice like biome, I guess you would call it, you wouldn't be able to see those characters oh, because they blend in. Yeah. Since then, Fortnite has patched that, um, so it makes it a little bit easier to see them. On top of that, most people don't even wear those skins anymore because they're trash. Right, right. They're, they just... They just got them because it gave them a real big advantage <laughs> when Fortnite was covered in ice. Um, so none of it is, you know, pay to win, none of that stuff. Um, I personally play the no-build mode. That's all I play now with my friends. Yeah, I definitely, um, I want to, I really do want to get back into it and try no-build mode. So one of these days, I might have to hop in that with you and check it out because, I mean, it looks dope, you know what I mean? Like, are you guys? What are you guys playing on? I guess it don't matter, right? Because it's so, play. 
Yeah, it's cross-platform. We play on um, PlayStation, so oh, okay. me and my friend today, we have the PS5s. Yeah, yeah. Our other two friends, they have PS4s. Alicia has a Switch. She'll join in with us every, you know, once in a blue moon if she feels like it. And you guys can um, all talk to each other just the same? Yep. You just you go into game chat. Um, okay. And they... But it's not um, private they chat, made game chat, So game chat is a private chat just for that party. Nobody okay. else can hear you. I got you. So whoever's in your party, that's all you can speak to. Okay. When you just go into regular game chat. Yeah. Um, and more people... Um, that you can play with at a time more people can be in the lobby and you can sub out okay so you're like oh you know i want to go get something to eat i'm not going to play this round you sub out with someone who does want to play and then you can spectate while they play you eat your food do whatever the heck you want and then dope. you're like all right you know, are you done or i'm ready yeah, and then you yeah. can just jump right back in um so it's good, the new gimmicks and stuff with the new run mechanic. It definitely takes um, a lot of skill when the no build mode. Yeah. Um. So it's it's interesting. I like it. It's you know, a, a good game. Yeah. Whether I want to admit it, <laughs> it's a good game. Now a lot of people so. hate on Fortnite, you know, but it is what it is. You know, it's one of the biggest games in the world right now. You know, along with like Minecraft and stuff like that, like. People talk crap on Minecraft, but if you don't like it, just don't play it. But at the same time, it's right. like it, it it is a good game and it's free. So you know, exactly. how, how can you really complain about that? But yeah, I definitely think I might have to get back on. Maybe I'll go upstairs and you know lay down for a little bit and try a little bit of Fortnite, as you know us old guys call it. Um, yeah, definitely yeah. ain't gonna put a penny into it. I'll tell you that much. I don't care what I look like. I'm just trying to get some W's. And you know, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll probably have to try and stream that one of these days. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely down. Awesome. Um, I think that'll be it for our stories. One little sure. tidbit I'd just like to throw in. Um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is up for pre-order on Amazon. Nice. It does not come um, with the 10 packs on Amazon. Wow. When you order, it's just going to be the regular um, cartridge, um, regular boxes that come inside of a big flimsy kind of box uh, that, that sucks, fits both those get damaged so easily right yep i you know i pre-ordered on there um i still have time to cancel my pre-order if i do um find those tins nice. anywhere um so you know i'll keep looking around i will keep you guys posted on anything um new um info and stuff like that keeps getting on the game I don't have enough to compile right now without giving you guys kind of the same thing over yeah, and over. Yeah. So I'm just going to give it a little bit, let some of this stuff play um, out a bit, and then I'll compile what I can and give you guys some more news on that. But that good other than that, yeah, I would just like to reiterate, if you guys couldn't go ahead and catch this stream today, we, be, we will be on YouTube, like I said, later um, today or yep. sometime before we do do our uh, Thor Love and Thunder review tomorrow. Uh, it'll definitely um, be on YouTube tonight in about an hour and then Spotify right yep. after that. And, you know, like yep. Brian said, make sure tomorrow, 11 a.m. sharp, we will be doing um, 11 a.m. Eastern time for all you Western guys that are watching, all zero of you. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, we'll be on 11 a.m. sharp with our Thor review. It'll be about three or four of us doing that, so please watch that. And then sometime Sunday, more than likely, I'll be doing my review of uh, DC versus Vampires books one through six. 
and DC oh, yeah. versus Vampires Hunters, which is a uh, Robin book. It's, it's an amazing comic, but you know, you guys have that to look forward to sometime on Sunday or Monday. But yeah, like Brian said, man, you know, just, just keep uh, liking our videos, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, doesn't matter. You know it. But I think that's going to be it for today's gaming stream. Yes, sir. As always, this is Brian, and that is Moses. We are looking good. We are feeling good. You guys have a great rest of your night. Peace. Peace.